Yo, welcome back. You are listening to Views from the Back of the Class, and we have a special treat for you guys this week. Another one. It's two weeks in a row. Always another one. Always another one. <laughs> for those of you all who don't know, uh, my name is Jackson, a.k.a. JB. I'm here with my co-host, Josh, but we also have a special guest. This is Ian from the Vox and Stuff podcast. Pleasure to be on the show. I'm a long-time listener, first-time guest, man. I- I'm a fan of everything y'all do, and um, just wanted to say keep up the good work. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Man, we appreciate you very much. So, yes. full disclosure, Ian and I, or I work with Ian on the Vibes and Stuff podcast. So, if you are so inclined, go ahead and check that one out as well. Um, Ian, go ahead and plug, plug the show. We'll give it a, a few minutes so that the uh, listeners from Views can get an understanding of what's happening over there at Vibes and Stuff. Okay, well, right now we just wrapped up season four, and uh, we went on a we're, we're currently on a two week hiatus to give give myself some time to uh, just kind of take a little bit of a break and, and spend more time with the family because, as you know, editing a podcast is a very time consuming endeavor. But we just wrapped up season four. We should be back soon with season five. Uh, we discuss all things hip hop and related to the hip hop culture and anything hip hop adjacent good conversations and um we, we just like to discuss good music so check us out on anchor spotify stitcher google podcast apple podcast radio public or just google us and yeah, vibes and self podcast yes indeed i think That's if you're great. a fan of hip-hop music you would you would definitely uh be a fan of the of the show so we we encourage you to to tune in yeah, if you're not a fan of hip-hop and you um kind of don't know where to get started and you're looking at some of the modern guys and you're like i don't like any of this uh vibes and stuff a great place to get schooled on on hip-hop it's it's great it's a great listen that's real thanks a lot man appreciate the support absolutely and if you find that you don't like the new rappers and the new sound of hip-hop guess what we don't either (laughs) spoiler alert not all of you not all of you some 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 like it more than others this is true this is true this is definitely true so with uh, Ian being our special guest this week, we had a couple couple things that we wanted to talk about. You know, we're going to get into nerd news. Uh, but before we get into nerd news, man, that juggernaut just will not go away. Y'all probably sick of us talking about Endgame because you hear it. No one is sick of us talking about Endgame. Day. Nope, nope, no. No one. I was talking with somebody today and they were just uh-huh. saying how much they uh, enjoyed our perspective. And they were saying something along the lines of, you know, we could talk about in-game for every episode going forward, and they would listen. So, I mean, that was just one person. <laughs> I don't know about the rest, <laughs> but... Um, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Like, <laughs> you all brought up a lot of good points that I thought about, and, I, and, and a, quite a few that I didn't think about. Man, great show. Great show. I actually listened to that episode three times. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I don't even think I listened to it three times editing it. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> man, we definitely appreciate that. We definitely yeah. appreciate that. Uh, but with that, I, actually, that's a pretty good segue into the point that I was making. The reason why we are talking about, uh, or the reason why I brought up Endgame in the first place, is so 
Uh, we can give our special guest some shine. And you you mentioned uh, when we were talking about this that you had some some additional thoughts uh, and some questions that you wanted to have addressed on the show. So we're, we'll give the floor to you. Hey, JB. Are we doing a call-in show now? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're testing with the new medium, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what no, the people I'm just think. <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> That's all right. The, the question is going to come up, though. <laughs> um, just a couple of questions and, and a couple of theories. Now, as I've stated before, like I am a when it comes to comic books and everything, I am a neophyte of the highest order. So I'm not as well versed in a lot of comic book, you know, plot lines as you guys are. So just try to explain some stuff to me if you can. At any point in the MCU, or I shouldn't say the MCU, but in the comics, does Falcon at any time uh, get injected with the Super Soldier Serum? Uh, I believe he did, actually. Um, um, I, I don't recall. I, see, I remember there was another another black um that's isaiah isaiah bradley bradley yeah yeah um that's a different situation right but falcon i feel like he did i feel like he did now the thing about falcon as a as a um as a character just his history is um a little bit convoluted because there's been so many retcons of what he was doing or what he was so his initial his initial introduction into the Marvel universe, you know, he he had the same stereotypical background that most black characters have, right? He was a, a ne'er do well type of dude, and you know, in his background, and as he became Falcon, he was, you know, trying to right some wrongs in his past, and I guess there's some nobility in that, but you know, I feel like every everybody doesn't have to have this same type of backstory. Like, not every black hero has to be seeking redemption you know what i mean they couldn't they could just be good people <laughs> to begin with um and then that got changed right his backstory did get changed and it became uh that part of it kind of got wiped out and it was more of a, a a noble beginning to it so there's a lot of things that ha- are canon but also have been retconned and I, that's why i'm i'm drawing a bit of a blank about the super soldier serum i i feel like he did have it but i think that may have been changed as part of the retcon so as of as of now like the current run of captain america or the current sam wilson in the marvel uh universe the comic universe he did not uh receive the so super soldier serum the reason being you know i you know, I, I thought they was maybe something I was missing. At some point, he gets it because the whole, you know, selling point with Captain America was that he was this physical specimen and, you know, do do the beast. You know what I mean when it comes to right hand combat. So to just give a guy with wings the right. shield is just I'm like, okay, am I missing something here? Yeah, the thing with Captain America is that um, you know everything special about him came from a bottle. Watch it, Tony. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I, I, I just I couldn't resist. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you're saying. I think um, I think the difference between um, Captain and Falcon is is Captain or Steve versus uh, uh, Sam is is Steve's attitude. You know, he was 
even in the in the the movies he was always you know putting others first and considering others in the movie they have a great scene where he's still like that scrawny dude and and uh tommy lee jones throws a grenade at <laughs> recruits and they all run and he throws his like frail 15 pound body on it to save everyone like it's going to do anything right so i think even even without the serum uh you know those are the characteristics that stood out to what makes a, a person a hero or made him that like, right. to people right. right right and i think that those those same things are the qualities that um you know steve rogers saw in in sam both in the mcu and in the comics uh when he when he gave him the shield and mm-hmm. just 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 on some additional information stuff so although um you know current sam wilson does not have super soldier strength he no punk like this right. dude is basically batman they don't they don't really give him the same <laughs> credit but as far as being a martial artist like falcon got them hands <laughs> not to mention um you know his telepathic link with the birds and obviously all the tech and stuff that goes with it so you know they ain't you ain't just finna run up on them right it'd be kind of like running up running up on hammer word to outcast that that line is too hot for tv right now (laughs) (laughs) okay so here here, here's my other question i don't know if this was a continuity error uh i i i like to think marvel would be beyond continuity errors but they're not in infinity war the gauntlet was on Thanos's left hand, and in Endgame, the gauntlet was on Thanos's right hand. Why was that? The, the beginning or the gauntlet that uh t- that Tony made? No, no, no. The 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 gauntlet Tony made was always on his hand, I, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, I think no, the, the one at Thanos was the right-handed. Correct. And then ah, uh, oh, okay. Okay, it looked it looked in that final battle. It looked so similar to the original gauntlet when it was. On Thanos, uh-huh. right? Yeah, the, that's the one uh, Tony made. So that was the one that was on, on right-handed because all Americans are right-handed. I see. I see. <laughs> okay. And then my other question, my other question, maybe I, I'm as a neophyte, I missed this too. How was Thanos able to wield Stormbreaker? Because it got summoned by Thor, so I'm thinking it's going to work like Milnor, and then Thanos catches it and proceeds to try mm-hmm. to. Carved into, into Thor's chest, right? <laughs> is well, only Thor um, is enchanted. Yeah, Stormbreaker. There's no enchantment with that one, so anyone can like pick it up. Now they can't use it to like summon the Bifrost or anything like that, but they can, you know, any common Joe can pick up Stormbreaker. Right. It's it's just an axe. So if you're strong enough to lift it, you could lift that one. Whereas Mjolnir, you have to be worthy in order to wield it. I see. I see. Okay. Okay, so so all that being said, I, I, first of all, I love the movie. I thought it was a great way to, to I don't even want to say in, in the crescendo because we know there's more movies coming after this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really, really loved about the movie was of, of the character arc, uh, particularly of, of, of Tony Stark and of Thor. You really saw how to feed, like, psychologically damaged Thor, and, you know, seeing him walking around, I was like, man, I, I, I could be a superhero. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so, um, and and seeing him go from like this this kind of like arrogant pretty boy to this this dude who was like just psychologically damaged and it's yeah. taking a, a toll on him physically and mentally. I thought that was great. 
and, and oh, he, he was like full blown depressed. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, everyone's dealing with the loss with the snap, you know, their own depressed way. Uh, uh, Hawkeye, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get on him in a second, but <laughs> you know, it was it was just so interesting to see. And it, it, from the first thing when when Tony gets off that ship and he says we lost the kid, and like you could see the pain in his eyes, like like that 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 alone almost made me want to cry. It was like just the the, the emotion. You know, I mean, shout out to Robert Downey Jr. for having acting chops, but like the emotion he conveyed with that one line was just like it was just yeah, that was some excellent acting. Um, and then just how Marvel, the great job Marvel did making him look emaciated and 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 you know dehydrated. You know, meanwhile DC can't even get a mustache correct. I don't want this to devolve into a Marvel versus DC thing or a DC diss fest. It's like that alone could be its own show, but yes, they they really put the work in. They really put the work in with this movie. Um, you know the 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 spoiler alert, but the killing of Thanos in like the first ten minutes, like and just the the savagery in which he did it, man. He just bust through this dude's roof and just held him down and just first first they chop off his hand, then they chop off his head. It's like. That was that was a lynching, man. That was like that was yeah. some straight frontier justice, like. Right. I mean, the thing was, they were gonna let him live. That was, I don't think the plan was ever to kill him initially. It, they, no. Like, look, we. I don't think so. I don't think so. They were here for they was here for the jewels, run the jewels. That's what they was on, and 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 when they realized that. When did they come up with the slogan? Whenever it takes. Or whatever it takes, because if before they left, or oh, so, or was it? No, it might have been after the five years. I can't remember now that you mentioned. It was after five years. Okay, so yeah, because if they were like nah, whatever I think, it takes, um, when they were heading there, then they were planning on killing them. If nah, because if that. you look at if you look at the plan, uh, how it played out, um, and I think that speaks to what was what what happened to Thor as well. The, I think the the plan was look, we need to get these jewels. So that's what they're they're there to do. They were there to get the stones. And when they realized that he didn't have them, um, Thor snapped Mm -hmm. because he was carrying all of that on his shoulders. Like, this is all my fault. If I would have just killed him to begin with, this would have never happened. And so when he, he when he he himself felt that second failure after the, you know, the stones haven't been destroyed. And he's like, man, there's nothing else we can do. He lost it and he was like, you know, off with his head. And I think that more than not more than anything else, but that was a huge factor in what we got in the rest of the movie. Because the conversation that he had with Hulk and Rocket, when they even said Thanos's name and how he was, you know, pretty much in tears just talking about that. He's like, did anybody else kill him? Was anybody else around that killed him? No, I did that. And it wasn't like he was sticking his chest out. He's saying it. But you could tell it's a front. You know, he's this dude is hurt. Like it's 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 easy to. Uh, there's a line from a song. Man, now I'm now I'm definitely cross branding going back to hip hop, but it, it I think it fits. <laughs> That's okay. From, uh, You're getting paid handsomely Kirk, for that. Kirk Jones, who also has a comic book connection from playing Blade, uh, aka Sticky Fingers. Anyway, he says uh, in a song that killing is easy, living with it is the hard part. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that was. Right, no, Thor has. I, has so. I do look at it no. again. Look Thor at it again. 
No, no, no. Because he's done this before, but I the the fact that they that they were were hopeless, you know, in the sense that the Infinity Gems were destroyed, which is a plot hole in itself that we might talk about tonight. I don't know. Um, But the fact that the Infinity Gems were destroyed, they couldn't bring anyone back. That I think is what was bothering Thor. I don't think it was the trauma of killing Thanos. Like Thor has probably killed thousands of people, so right. The, that one one I don't think is going to get to him. I think what got to him is the fact that, you know, in effect Thanos beat him, and, be, and right. the weight Agreed. of it all, like half of the half of the universe, on your Agreed. shoulders. I think that's kind of what what warned him. Not the fact that he, he took his head off. Like, I, thought, I don't think it's the know, one I, thing with that. I don't think it was just that part of it. You know what I mean? It was um the buildup, like everything that he had gone through, basically the last mm-hmm. three times that we saw him. He went through a lot, mm-hmm. you know, even before Thanos, he, you know, brother was right. a betra- was betraying him. Then he had to watch him die. His sister tried to kill him. She might be dead. Daddy, dead. Mama, dead. Mm-hmm. Half your people gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like those steady losses. Yeah, yeah it, that, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Josh. I, I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's got to take a toll on a person. It's like. And that's what I appreciated about this particular Marvel movie. It's like, I mean, they did it with more than just Thor, but Thor to me is the most outstanding example of this. It's like they just weren't like wrestlers dressed up like, you know, superheroes trying to beat each other up. It's like what they accomplished and didn't accomplish seemed to have real-world consequences for them and affected them and made them more human, you know, as opposed to a bunch of, you know, CGI figures jumping around trying to beat each other up. So right, mm-hmm. right. I, I mean, you could take this. You could take this story outside of the realm of uh, superheroes, and it's still a compelling story. Now, obviously, there are some, you know, fantasy elements of it, so you would have to change the storyline in and in and of itself. But it, it ultimately is, you know, the story of a, a schoolyard bully who got the best of you and your friends and you know a tale of revenge of of trying to get something back that was taken from you like that's a a very human story that's relatable to anybody yeah and at its core that's what it is and then you you sprinkle in everything else you know to make it a superhero story but i think that that in and of itself is what makes these stories so popular they are they are relatable even though they are nothing like anything that we are actually experiencing Unless you're the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Thor was walking off with the Joel and B face. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the thing that's the only thing I can think of that might relate is like you know you work so hard and you know you give it your all and you still come up short and it's like that I don't know that grief or yeah. Now, now can I talk about some things I didn't like? Sure, let's do it. Not nitpicking here, because like I said, I love the movie. I love the movie. You can nitpick. It's but all good. The fall off of the Hulk, man. It's like they, they it's, it's almost like they tried to sexy him up for the ladies, man. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we, we, we're going to make him this, this pseudo uh, semi-celebrity. He's in Denny's taking pictures, giving autographs. And, you know, he never really got his rematch with Thanos. Agreed. I don't know, man. I, I was I was left wanting more with, with that character. And then Hawkeye, man, like, <laughs> Josh, you talked about this on the last one, how, like, the follow-up story with him wasn't really necessary for this particular film, 
they just kind of threw it in there. It's like he's 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 killing Yakuza members, and you know, it's it's like, dude, what what did they do to you? Like, I know they're bad people and everything, but like, what do you have to prove to yourself by killing them? It's like they didn't do away with your family. Thanos did. Like, right. it just seemed kind of. You know, and again, like I said, maybe maybe it has some correlation with what happened in the comic book. I don't know. Like, I, I assume it did. But, like, you know, we saw his family get dusted in the very beginning. So, you know, this has got to have emotional effect. But to reiterate how he was affected, they gave him a boy band haircut and a tattoo sleeve. <laughs> like, you know, and it felt very try-hard to me. It's like, look, we know he's messed up psychologically. You don't have to do all this extra stuff to convince us that he's he's in a different mind state now. I, I, I didn't care for that. Well, yeah. there there's definitely some correlation between, you know, MCU Hawkeye and comic book Hawkeye because he's a hero, but he he is not squeaky killing by any means. And that's not completely out of character for him. Um there may be a reason why we got to see so much of that. Um, I'm going to push back on both of those a little bit. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'm in a minority. Everybody wanted to see this, this round two of Hulk and Thanos. And I'm telling y'all Hulk would have got his a whooped again. (laughs) (laughs) He would have got buked. There was nothing that was going to happen. Plus he was injured. We don't, we don't know that for sure. Okay. Right. Because, I mean, yes, it's we been do. Five years? No, we. It's been five years. Hawk could have been in the gym training with like Floyd Mayweather. You don't know. He uh, he don't better know. have been. We he didn't. Better have, we didn't hope, get that. Floyd we got, got dusted. We got <laughs> we got um, Hawkeye with his boy band haircut and sleeve tattoo. Even though he's like fifty, um, we got him <laughs> like me and said killing Yakuza. But we didn't get a training montage of. A Professor Hawk. Like I think that would have been better than than the Hawkeye stuff. I'm sorry. I I fully disagree. I enjoyed that, <laughs> and I enjoyed it even more on on repeat viewings. But I guess because I'm obsessed with the Thunderbolts, <laughs> that that could be yeah. that. I like Ronan as a character anyway, and I I I found that to be fascinating. That whole scene, and even the dialogue between he and and you know the Yakuza member, dude was like, man, what we do to you? He's like, you said you lived, yeah. Yeah, you live. You survived. They had Thanos. You got me. Like that's I'm sorry, that's cold blooded. And that's corny. That's corny. You know who else survived? Know. Maybe because maybe you know because else? it was in Japanese. You know who else survived? You, Ronan. Or you Hawkeye. You survived too. So like Well let me right. let me ask let me ask both of y'all this question. What do you all think or did you all think about the Punisher? The T V show? The T V show or the character just at the Punisher in general. I mean, I, I think he's insane, but at the same time, I mean, he he's not. His situation's not exactly 100% like Hawkeye's. I'm not comparing um, him to Hawkeye. I'm just asking you what you think of the Punisher. Hey, I mean, he's doing. I, you do this thing where you ask you ask these questions that you already have the answer to. <laughs> I don't have an answer to what your opinion is. <laughs> but I'll yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am setting y'all up though. <laughs> You know, oh, you're building up this. to this. You know I know you too well, man. Well. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. You cannot enjoy the Punisher's work and then be for Hawkeye. It is the same thing. It's not. If I don't anything, think go ahead. I, go ahead. Saying, I don't think any. I don't think anyone's beefing with Hawkeye. I'm just saying that part of the story it, it was not 
it was kind of pointless you know what i mean it's like it's it doesn't do anything to advance the storyline other than to show you that he's suffering but i mean the dude had what three kids four kids and a wife and every one of them is gone of course he's going to be suffering so i mean i right. don't need to see him taking it out on um it's not that he's taking it out on the yakuza and, and everyone else it's just i don't need to see that to know where he's at in his life like just the people in the um support group five years later is enough to to let me know hey people are still suffering you sure. know so he hawkeye is no different i mean he's probably like especially kicking himself because he's like man I was here in the farm with my family debating about hot dogs and mayonnaise, which is disgusting. But, you know, I could have been in Wakanda with my 11 arrows and maybe I would have made a difference. Right. Being sarcastic on that last part just a little bit. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but, although, although you know, I mean, with some Wakanda and tech, who knows? That That's true. But I'm just saying the fact that that's, that was part of the story, it just doesn't do it for me because, you know, it's three hours. Every minute counts. So it it should be one thing I love about Infinity War and I rewatched it recently um is it starts it starts right away with the plot you know it, it doesn't take long to lead into it right away it starts with the plot and it doesn't let up until the till the credit starts rolling mm-hmm. in game it starts and stops and starts and stops and starts and stops even though it's mm-hmm. still 3 hours so I think that's that's my beef with it is like hey this you know four or five minutes that you you spent on this you didn't need you could have done something else with that with that time i i fully disagree and i think in about two and a half three years you you, you're gonna disagree with that statement (laughs) um we'll see we'll see that'll be episode 200 and something (laughs) we'll still be discussing in game now my 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 (laughs) final point but i i I know, I know we're way beyond five minutes on this. My final point was my theory on Captain America. Uh, okay. I'm not going to get into the stones and how exactly he put them back. Cause, uh, we all know when he went back to return the Soul Stone and to Red Skull, that had to be awkward. That, I would have <laughs> paid to see that. Yeah, that would have been worth seeing. I would have paid to see him return the stone to Jane Foster, too. Like, how did that go down? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's why I say it didn't happen. Now, I have a theory. I think Cap, when he went back to the 40s and got back with, with Agent Carter, my theory is that he did actually live as Captain America, the super soldier, throughout the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. He just let himself age, age naturally. But I have a theory that he was fighting crime or fighting bad guys during that whole period. Because him being Captain America is not what made him lose out on getting with Peggy. Is that was that her name, Peggy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was him being in an iceberg that right. kept him from getting with Peggy. So right. I have a theory that even though he did go back and get with her and marry her and everything, I still think he was still fighting bad guys up until the point where he started aging out. Um, that's just my personal theory. Thing is, Marvel has. They, they've given themselves this perfect out, man, with, like, <laughs> with this whole, like, alternate timelines and alternate realities plot line, because now it gives them the freedom to kind of do these one-off movies. Remember how they kind of resurrected, when they resurrected the Star Wars franchise, we saw, like, these one-off movies like Rogue One and mm-hmm. Han Solo movie. Now they can do stuff like that, and they don't have to connect any more films to this greater plot line that's, right. you know, leading up to this bigger build-up 
and now they kind of afforded them, themselves that freedom, which I think was genius. Yes, yeah. I mean, and I still I, think that it it will all come together at some point. I, I think that's an interesting theory that you got though, because it's that makes sense to me, right? If Steve is living his life, there's no way that he's not going to be involved in doing what he does anyway. Right. I can see that's that. Con- the funny thing is, is JB and I were having that conversation earlier about him going back in time and what he would and wouldn't have done. I think it it um, stemmed off of something else. But, you know, I agree. Like, I think he, he may not have been, you know, using the mantle Captain America, but I think he was still involved in, in fighting cr- crime. Um, 100%. Because... Yeah, because that's just who he is. Like, I agree with you, Ian. Um, there's no way that he'd be able to stand by, go back, and know Bucky, you know, is still alive and is being abused and all these other people. And also knowing, like, horrible events that have happened um, through time that he can prevent. Um, so I don't think he was just standing by. But in doing that, he for sure created another timeline. So there's, like, oh, yeah. in my mind, oh, there's, yeah. like, seven timelines at least that has stemmed from this moment. I mean, and we're yeah, we're going to see it. I I agree with you on that one, big time. Another thing I did like about the movie, I felt that they finally did right was that they used Ant Man right, especially the final battle. It's like, dude, you can grow, like just grow mm-hmm. really big and start stepping on people, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. This is hard. It was so it was so refreshing to see that in that final battle, man. Like. And then just do the, the the chemistry between Tony and, and Peter Parker, man. It's like you, you really felt it, which is weird because they only had what this was only their third movie together, right? Right. But I mean, I think yeah. over the course of the um, Civil War and uh, Infinity War, I think it was like a span of what two years or three years or something. So they did have time to, you know, get to know each other and work with one another, and right. plus, you know, nerds bond so. I mean, if you think about it, like, Tony Stark is is just that, right? He's a nerd, but he's super cool. And Peter Parker being a a nerd and a science geek, like, that would be somebody that you look up to. And to have somebody like that reach out to you, that's got to be incredible. And to have that kind of a bond. Now, why, why Tony would, you know, react so strongly to being tied to peter in that way is is i mean it's not out of the question but it makes more sense from peter's perspective than it does from tony's to me mm-hmm. unless tony's, he just wanted to be a father well he probably saw a lot of himself in peter is what i'm thinking. i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure about that you know and then you got the whole absentee father deal like peter didn't have a dad around and then like Tony's dad was emotionally distant with him, so there's there's that layer to it too. Right. Speaking of which, it 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 I don't know why it didn't hit me initially. Uh, man, Peter, stay losing fathers, man. This is <laughs> yeah, basically. Kid is, um, this kid is not going to be okay. <laughs> no, and Aunt and uh, Aunt May should never ever ever date because it would not end well for him. Man. <laughs> Yeah, don't if you you got a little age on Peter, man. Don't get close to him. Right, right. <laughs> you a goner. Yeah, for sure. This does not end well for anybody. No, Ned is gonna die in the next movie. No, I'm kidding. Nah, Ned is dead. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be Ned. 
<laughs> actually, you know, actually, you know who you know who actually is going to die in that movie, though, right? Who's that? Mysterio. Oh, for sure, definitely. Not but that's, whole, that's a whole other thing. Not to get too off topic, what do y'all think of the new Mary J? Jack. I mean, I don't. She, she she don't move the needle to me one way or the other. Yeah, I think um, like the new casting is kind of interesting because it's like, you know, Peter's obviously you know he's a genius, so he wouldn't really be in public school so it kind of makes sense that he'd be in a school with people who are you know his peers intellectually so i like that aspect of it putting him in a you know in kind of like a magnet school but i just don't like the casting and um the rebranding of certain characters you know i'm like yeah it's whatever it serves a purpose i mean like her name is not mary jane she is just mj so mary jane could show up in the sony movies um but you know, I thought she it, said her name was Mary Jane. Mm-mm. It's like, um, I mean, I, I know they were calling her is. Michelle. Mary Jane, okay, so maybe her, maybe her it was just MJ, MJ then. Okay. Yeah. You're right. It, it is just MJ. I, I, I don't know. I'm feeling the new snarkier MJ. I mean, I mean it makes sense. And I, typical Mary Jane was was kind of that way anyway. Though she was she would give. She would get Peter to business. I mean, she was always his cheerleader, but she let him know what was happening too. Like we didn't see so much of that in the in the Spider-Man films with uh, Kirsten Dunst, but traditionally the way she was written, like she was no no slouch. Yeah, she was a model, but she was no like shrinking violet. She, she would tell model. Peter what not she thought. Not saying that models aren't smart. No, but stereotypically, right. you know, they are not viewed um, right. in that way, and it, it's it's unfortunate. You know, exactly. it's like women can women are portrayed to either be smart or pretty like they can't be both or, you know, they are, are they're just not allowed to be as complex, I suppose, which is truly unfortunate. I agree. So, you know, let the record show we at the views from the back of the class podcast uh, do not hold that that uh, mindset. So don't send us hate mail. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can still send a hate mail because I, I want all the smoke. I always want it. But. Just, just let it be for legit reasons. We, we, we are definitely uh, pro women equality. They can do, they can do what we can do. Does that take us to our segue? I mean, it could. It absolutely could. <laughs> because Ian, you have some other things that you wanted to discuss as well. I don't want to take over the show. I, like I said, like I, I was no, going to let no, y'all no. order back it. No, no. Um, when we were because uh, it's stuff that we got to talk about anyway this is like a podcasting multiverse so you know we're all right. popping in each other's universes it's all good you know yeah i like that <laughs> i like that comparison robert pattinson batman <laughs> does anybody have thoughts about that i don't think it's a bad pick man like robert pattinson aside from the twilight series Dude can act. He has acting job. Yeah, he does. I have to take your word for it because I've not, I've not seen any of his work. Like people are legit upset about it. All I've it's ever not- really known him from is Twilight. He's done things outside of there. Now, now a lot of them were those like small indie films, almost where it's you know like right. I watched the whole thing or you know I've seen it on like IFC or whatever channel it would be on or whatever. But yeah, Ian's right. He can act. And he is very far removed from, like, that Twilight garbage. Don't send us hate mail about that. Twilight's not a good series. 
the author's not a good author. I said it. I was going to say the books whatever, are not good either. With it. <laughs> and I didn't even read them. I don't have to read them. I, I just know. If, 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 if the movies are based off the books and the movies are trash, then the books must be super trash. <laughs> um, Coming out barrels loaded. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm not I'm not upset with it. I think it's pretty good news. I I kind of feel bad cuz I remember this early speculation was like Army Hammer. So that's a different path, but you know, he's a he's a solid actor. He's young enough too where he could portray the character for years. So it's not a constant recast, you know, of this character. Which is kind of what you need. That was where the problem with uh Ben Affleck was going to come into play. I mean, it ended right. up being some other stuff that that sank it, but even if he stuck around at some point, that was going to rear its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the funny thing with DC is that they've never been, their strong suit was always casting. Like, the problem with DC is with studio interference and getting the wrong director for that particular character or world or whatever. Um, people were not crazy about Heath Ledger when they found out he was the new Joker. Everyone was saying the right. same thing. Well, why would they right. get him? He's too pretty. Uh, get William right. Defoe, uh, you know. And what did he do? He knocked it out the park. Everyone right. was excited for Jared Leto's Joker. But what happened with that? It was a, it was a train wreck in slow motion. Um, <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, Jamie. And, and, and I was one of those... Clearing your throat, but... I realized that was supposed to be the Joker laugh. That's how bad it was. Mine was better. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he, 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 it was bad. And I, and I was one of those people. I was like, oh, Jared Leto, he can act. Uh, he, he, you know, even when I saw the images with him with the tattoos, I'm like, eh, I'm not, I don't know about those. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll string together performance and we won't even see the tattoos, you know? <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> But 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 outside of that, DC has always made good choices with casting. Amanda Waller, uh, Harley Perfect. Quinn, um, shoot, even Deadshot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gail Godot as Wonder Woman. They the the only the, their only missteps were Jared Leto and and the guy who played the Flash. I forget his name. Ezra. What is Ezra Miller? Yeah, he sucks. Ezra Miller. You know, so they haven't made that many missteps with with casting. I'm just concerned about the director. Because the director, depending on his vision for the film, you know, it could be something great or it could just be a train, like I said, a train wreck. So, you know, Robert Pattinson, I don't think that's a terrible choice by any means. Let's just, but the jury is still out. It all depends on the director they grab. Well, they they already have him. Is um is Matt Reeves? He's the guy that did the um the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the most the recent most recent one. one. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, I he think that I think that's a solid choice. I agree. I agree mm-hmm. completely with that. I think he's going to do good work with that. Um, my concern with all things uh, Batman or I guess DC in general are, um, you know, do they have a, a a vision for what they actually want out of this film? Like they, right. we saw at the beginning of the DC film universe. Um, you know, post Man of Steel, they put the cart before the horse big time. And it seems like they are now taking their time if if they're going to connect this universe at all. You know, it seems like they're allowing that. 
I think they might. I, I think even after a while, even DC woke up and they were like, man, you know what? Building the universe is kind of hard. Like, like let's, let's scratch yeah, this. Like, right. It's not impossible. They're leaning more toward, I mean, like, you also saw the Joker trailer. I, right. I think that's going to be a phenomenal movie. Um, it's kind of mm-hmm. got that Scorsese-ish type of feel to it. Yeah, Matt no. Reeves, he's kind of like a he, he's a poor man's Christopher Nolan, so I, I don't think it was yeah. no mistake that they went and grabbed him for this new Batman. But come on, man, you don't have to do the universe thing. You don't have to do the connect the universe thing. Like, but I think you don't. Like my expectations for for the Batman movie or for DC movies in general, not named Wonder Woman, whatever is my expectation is so low that as long as they don't put nipples in the bat suit, I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> now, <laughs> having said that, and no more neon, but having said that, um, I think the fans are coming to expect a multi-hero universe like we got with Marvel because Marvel showed the world what you can do with storytelling. And over the course of 10 years in tw- in, in 20 movies, not counting Infinity War and uh, Endgame, but over 20 movies, they showed the world, hey, we can make this big thing, we can have an ensemble cast and make it work and make it enjoyable and involve people. And not only that, but what are, you know, the shareholders care about making money? We can make billions doing that. So I think as a fan, like, yeah, I'd be okay with, you know, a good Batman series or, you know, good Superman movies or good Wonder Woman or good Flash um, but knowing that they can come together and and fight, you know, some sort of cosmic universal threat, like we've seen in in the comic books, I think that's that's kind of to be expected from the fans. Like I don't think you can kind of go backwards and and do that. Even you know some franchises who aren't, you, um, well, no, I'll just leave it at that. I don't I don't think that you can kind of go backward and not have that big payoff, like you know, prior to what Marvel did. Marvel's changed the game. I think you can, in in some ways, go backwards, but with the idea of moving forward. Um, and I think that's what DC is doing currently. They're oh, yeah. allowing all of these standalone films to breathe. They're loosely connected instead of trying to force the issue. You know, mm-hmm. even Marvel Studios, before there was a Marvel Studios wasn't really doing that right it was it was a, a idea that was thrown out there with nick fury initially then you throw tony stark and the incredible hulk and you make these very loose connections mm-hmm. uh, and then you realize that okay we have a foundation that can make this work i think dc has a blueprint what they don't have or what they didn't have at least at the time was a was a kevin feige type right um they never knew who was running the ship and the person that they gave the keys to just didn't fully understand what he was dealing with, in my opinion, in, in Zack Snyder. Like for you to say, all right, I want this, you know, dark brooding Superman. Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, because if you have dark brooding Superman in a movie with dark brooding Batman, then where's the balance? You know what I mean? They're both doing the same things and you can't beat Batman on Batman's turf. Um, like the only way you beat him is, is by doing something different. You I, beat him by being yourself. I agree with you, but I also, I also think that that argument, it's some, it's some leeway with that. Cause if you look at, 
again, looking at what Marvel did with Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, those characters are very similar. Very, very similar. Right. So you could but but the characters themselves are very similar, right? It's not they didn't have to change Doctor Strange to make him this way. He is arrogant. Like that's that's his MO. Tony Stark is arrogant, so it was it was you know, germane to the character as he existed anyway. In the case of Superman, they're they're yeah, there's no, there's changing. Really no, no, there's no basis for, for it, and there's no reason none. Gotcha. And it doesn't fit. You're trying to make him a Batman that can fly, and it turned out the way it turned out. But I think too, like part of it, in in Zack Snyder, and and like I, you know, I've talked about before. I'm not a huge fan of his work. Um, but we don't know what kind of pushback he was getting from uh, the Warner Brothers about the movies too. You know, like they could have just been seeing what Marvel was doing and saying, hey, we want in on that action, make it happen. And he might have, you know, been and said, hey, I need like five movies at least to do this. And they're like, no, you have one. I mean, of course, we don't know the untold story, but I mean, he's 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 a comic book guy in a sense. So I, I don't think he unless he was just completely misunderstood everything would rush it without some external pressure. I, mean, I don't know 100 percent i think i think there was i think that was him rushing it i'm sure warner brothers wanted batman in a some capacity right so you come up with this batman versus superman thing because of the arguments i'm sure there was external pressure there but even if you make that film you don't make it the way that you made it right you don't have to have you know this granola personality clark kent and you know there's just angry superman when we really never got a chance to see him as the the big boy scout that you kind of love to hate <laughs> you know what i mean people who hate on superman are hating on this idea of him being uh too perfect or too nice or you know the boy scout or whatever we never got to see that but those are that's the same thing that you can always appreciate about him what we were getting from Zack snyder was basically a lead up to evil superman um the one that we got out of injustice that's where you made your mistake that's true but like if you're gonna go that route they should have made a different movie like the, the 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 tonal similarities between superman's character and batman's character was just like it was just like the, the fifth or sixth thing wrong with that movie and the list of things wrong with that movie <laughs> i take back what i said that's about true. i take back what <laughs> I tell you about what I said about DC and casting because uh, that that Lex Luthor uh, with uh, Jesse. Um, oh, that was terrible. Eisenberg. Horrible. It could have been dope though. It could have been dope. It was just mm-hmm. I think the writing was bad, and it, again it was misunderstood because what you could have done with Jesse Eisenberg is make him Alexander Luther the third, right? Make him a, a, a millennial billionaire, which they did. Um, but he still should have been more maniacal. Like he acted more like the Riddler than Lex. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and, and how you how you attack how you attack billionaire, and you don't, <laughs> you got your servers right next to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now, you ain't got better security than that, Bruce Wayne. I don't care if he is Batman. You shouldn't be able to just walk in there and get some information. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, another crime wasn't like he was in a bat suit. He was in a tux. 
Another crime from that movie is introducing Mercy Graves and then blowing her up. Agreed. Yeah. Like, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Mercy is, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a waste. It was a waste. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to see her at all if you weren't going to use her. No, no, just make her someone else. Right. She he, she could have just been some. Care. Mm-hmm. Right. Just I mean, he needed an assistant, right? So you just make her some nondescript character. Name her Amy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or we don't care about Carol. That. Carol. That's a good assistant name. Hey, Karen, huh? <laughs> you right. <laughs> Karen. Karen is perfect. Linda. Right. <laughs> Why is the baby named Linda? <laughs> Can't name the baby Linda. <laughs> Mondays. Oh man. I mean, introducing Doomsday, it was just it, they got a little too ambitious. They got a little too ambitious with that movie and it's like, you know, and then it was like, yeah, yeah see, wink wink, see what we're doing with the Justice League, wink. You know, yeah, yeah, we get it. Right. Like just save it. Just save it. Tell this story first. Figure out the tone of what this the tone of what this movie's gonna be, you know, and, and go from there, man. Yeah, right. yeah, and I, I, it's in DC, man. It's like I, I root, I, 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 I root for their movies so hard, man. But they just, I don't know, man. They, they maybe they're rewriting, they're rerouting the ship. Cause I, I didn't see Shazam. I heard it was good. I didn't see Aquaman. Heard it, it was good. So may, maybe they're, they're they're getting it together, but you know, their their name is kind of mud already. Right. Yeah. No, I I think it is. I I might be softening my position on that. But the thing with Joker is that it's not part of that universe. It's it's and I'm fine with that. Yeah, it should be. It should be. It should be separate. I was just saying. I think they need to do more films like that. You know, to kind mm-hmm. of figure out, to kind of test the waters a little bit. What what do the fans respond to? Right. You know. Okay. Fans respond to this. Let's build on that. Let's build on this dynamic. Let's build on that. As opposed to trying to just do what Marvel did. Like. Yo, it doesn't it, 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 it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Right. You can do what you can. Like that's like I can't just put on some J's and a and a Bulls jersey and think I'm Michael Jordan. It don't work that way. There's a little something <laughs> missing there. Oh yeah, or or open up a burger joint with a golden arch and call it McDowell's. <laughs> my, <laughs> my buns have no seeds. <laughs> and think you're just as good as McDonald's. Like that that's what DC is doing. Right. Right. But uh, in, 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 in the McDowell's of movies. <laughs> Yo <laughs> That is hilarious. And so accurate. That, yeah, but that's the thing with DC though, is like they're taking you know, the fan base in and for granted and not just like the diehard, you know comic fans with even the casual like, yeah, I enjoy superhero movies. I'll never pick up a Batman comic, but I enjoy the movies. I think they're just taking them right. for granted, and that they were just like you said, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just slapping them in there. Like, hey, we have Wonder Woman. Hey, we have the Flash. Hey, you know, it's Cyborg. We have Justice League. Look, we're just like Marvel, just as good. And it's like, nope, 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 nope. Right. You're you're forcing it, and you know, it's like you're not you're not really taking into consideration or showing respect or an appreciation for what it is that Marvel did. And, you know, and one, DC always had the advantage because DC and Warner Brothers have the rights to all their movies, you know, I mean, to all their characters. Right. 
So and low key, they have more interesting characters. Yeah, that's debatable. Do. We can debate it then, because <laughs> there, it once you once you get away from like the X Men, right? You take the X Men out of the equation. Mm-hmm. They ain't got nothing at Marvel, just as far as pure characters that stand up to what's going on in in okay. the DC universe. Yeah, yeah. If you okay, I agree with you. If you if you take X Men out of the equation, I agree. But that's, that's just one thing, been, right? Even if you put the X Men in there, I would still I still think that there is a debate to be had. Mm, I don't know, man. There's some there's some classic X Men stories. God loves me. I agree. Kills. Um, you mean like Dark Phoenix with that trash movie that's about to come out? Yeah. What movie? What are you talking about? What movie are you talking about? I've never heard of this. You, you can act like you don't know. What what did Thanos say? You can uh you can run from it, you can deny it, it comes all the same. That's I know inevitable. I, I know I butchered that I know I butchered that quote, but Yeah, there you go. It is inevitable. I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna be worse than X Men Apocalypse. Can't be. Can anything be worse than X Men Apocalypse other than Justice League and Batman v Superman? And X Men The Last Stand. Oh God, I forgot about that one. And Blade Three. Yeah, that was worse. <laughs> and Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, and and, and Wolverine uh, Origins. <laughs> they were under were underselling X Men Apocalypse a bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that movie was pretty bad. That movie it was, was bad. Uh, it was bad. But you know what? It, it had it had a couple of good scenes in there. Like man, just about every scene with Magneto was dope. Yes. I, but that's the actor. Right, right. That's that's thanks to the actor, you know. Um I really like the direction they went with the younger Storm. Um, but I think they left a lot of meat on the bone with her character. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really everybody. You no, know, she was Yeah. Uh, and he, 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 I understand it could be like that with an ensemble cast and everything, but it's like I thought they just kinda had her in there as eye candy and I I, I kinda wanted her to kinda just be beasting a little more in the movie. Right. Well, did I mean, for her to go movie. from the, they made they they, you know, grab from her origins. Uh, here you go. Black characters, again, always being shady. Right. Of being. We're naturally like that, though. Right. Like we're apparently apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they they did that. And there's some complexity there that you can use. And they just didn't. You know what I mean? As she goes from being this poor kid and, and a thief and then she gets scooped up by apocalypse and she's going to be a villain and she realizes wait a minute I probably don't need to do this you know what I mean you see the character turn but without any real motivation to do so there should have been some type of struggle like there's a story to tell there and they just didn't do it right what part of the issue with apocalypse too is that apocalypse was cast with um Oscar Isaacs who I personally who's a really good incredible. actor. I think he could have did really well with that. I feel he's overrated, but I feel like he could have done well with that. Like they didn't use him right, and they didn't costume him right. But nope. also, part of the movie was him just going around, him just going around and improving other people's powers, but not really displaying what he can do. It's kind of right. like, you know, he, he's I don't know, he's like a battery for other people, and that's basically it. But. um you know, he's he's just imbuing others with power and increasing their own, but had nothing to show for his own what power and his plan. So that was kind of like, it's kind of like um in Suicide Squad, where uh, what's her name was like, I'm I'm gonna build a machine, 
But what does your machine do? Don't worry about it. Like, we're not going to address it. It's a machine. That's all you need to know about. So the same <laughs> apocalypse. He's, he's making more other people more powerful. So, so he's a threat. That's all you need to yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, and if you're going to slap all that makeup on him, why get an actor like Oscar Isaacs if you're going to slap all that makeup on him, too? That was... That was kind of just a good point. Like, cause I, yeah, I know he can act, you know, but it's like if if they're hiding behind makeup constantly, like you know Johnny Depp style, you know, it's kind of a waste of a good actor. It's like why even have him sign up for this? And he had no real dialogue. He just had all these weird speeches that Sound he was bites. making to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't mean nothing. He was like <laughs> reciting haikus into the wind. God, that was terrible. It really was. You know, I you, you can make the argument. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was gonna make the argument that Sebastian Shaw from X Men First Class was a way better villain because he oh. is going to use human self destructive nature against themselves and have them do away with each other, and then that way only mutants would be left. Whereas like. Apocalypse was taking this whole like us against the world approach to, uh, I guess you could say world domination or whatever that you you, you know was never going to work. Um, right, right. Whereas Sebastian Shaw, he was more insidious with his with his plans. I mean, he it was I going down. <laughs> I agree. He was a. Way It'll be interesting villain. to see what happens when when they when they come back when the X Men show back up. You mean when when there's a reboot in the MCU and all of this previous yeah. stuff will be wiped away? Yep. I don't know that it's going to be wiped away as cleanly as you think. I 100% think it's going to be wiped away as cleanly as I think. Three words. Multiverse. The Fox stuff stays, brother. It's just going to be part of the nope, universe nope, and it's nope, going to get absorbed. Nope. Nope. I don't think so. I think the multiverse is just the different universes with the existing characters. I don't think there's... Like, a lot of people are like, oh, the multiverse, this is how they're going to introduce Fantastic Four, and this is how they're going to introduce X-Men. And all. it's like, what is this going to be like? Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, it just happened. Not Secret. Uh, I can't think what it is. But what do they think it's going to do? It's it was Secret Wars. Until... Secret Wars. Okay, thanks. Yeah. People think it's going to like have all these multiverses, and then it's going to collapse into one, and there's going to be all this overlapping stuff. I don't think so. I don't... E- I do. I don't, I don't, I don't, like Spider-Verse. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I do. Let I me tell you why. Mysterio? Back to Endgame. Hate to do it. Mm-hmm. Not really. So, A-Force, right? The the scene that everybody mm-hmm. was hating on. First time we saw right. them was Secret Wars, right? That's one thing. Here's another thing that came up that I didn't think about before. When Tony was talking about the... Actually, no, I'm not going to go with that one. Captain America with the hammer. Right. He's mm-hmm. a he basically becomes a Thor. In Secret Wars. Anybody, anybody in the class remember who Doom was using to, to do security? Thor's. That's right. Everybody gave a hammer. It's it's foreshadowing for that It's breadcrumbs. And that's what Marvel does so well. Instead of dropping it in your face, like DC does, they're making things very obvious. Marvel just sprinkles a little here, sprinkles a little here, sprinkles a little here. That's why I think those are things that are going to happen. Now, we get the multiverse introduced in Spider-Man. I think we lose Peter Parker. I think we lose him to the Sonyverse. 
Yeah. I think we either lose Peter Parker to the Sonyverse or we get Miles Morales. One or the other. Miles Morales already exists. His uncle, he, his family already exists in the MCU. His uncle was um, uh, Childish Gambino in uh, Homecoming. Right. So Miles already exists in the MCU. So there's no like. So even if he does come over from the multiverse, that's just a pre-existing character coming over from one universe to the to the six one six MCU universe. So I don't think like I. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think with what we know now that they're going to try and say like, oh, there's a universe out there where the Fantastic Four exist and there's a universe out there where the X-Men exist or maybe the X-Men and the Fantastic Four exist in any universe. And at the end of phase four, all of this is going to combine into one. You're going to have this new Marvel, new MCU. I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see. You know, I. I well, yeah, so what do you what do you think is going to happen, Josh? You think they're just going to introduce them all into one one main universe? I think so. I think you're going to see the I think you're going to see Fantastic 4 in the MCU that already exists or the main main universe that already exists. And I think you're going to see X-Men in the main universe that already exists. It's just a matter of of time of, of when they're going to do it and how they're going to do it. I think um JB and I have been talking about it before about, you know, offline. Um the TV shows with Disney Plus, like they're not just going to stop with, you know, uh, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and all this other stuff. That would be a perfect place to launch a number of uh, the properties that they just got. So even if it's a not even kind of, you know, Fantastic Four Center where you don't have the main four characters, but you have something that they're working on going on, kind of like kind of like the uh, the Netflix shows where, where it was within the MCU, but it wasn't really part of the main storyline. So you can launch stuff like that to kind of build that backstory or fill in holes as to how these characters already exist. And I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just believe that, you know, using a multiverse to introduce like the fantastic four is kind of an easy way to do it because the fantastic four get their power through an experiment. It doesn't have to be space travel or anything like that. It just has to be an experiment. So, you can introduce them at any time you want. X-Men, that's the one that I think requires a little bit more creativity because how do you, you know, we've talked about it before, how do you introduce a whole species of people that have not been mentioned or foreshadowed at all in 22 movies? That might be a little more difficult to do, but I think with Disney+, Plus, they can start working on that and lay, laying in those breadcrumbs. Right, with the multiverse. Nope, no multiverse. <laughs> not... <laughs> We'll agree to disagree on this one. We might have to. Do you all think they need to be careful with the whole TV show route? Do you, do you all think that's diluting the product a bit? Especially after seeing what happened with like Iron Fist and Defenders and all that? No, because I think that the the shows actually were really good. Daredevil was excellent. Jessica mm-hmm. Jones was pretty good. Luke Cage eventually got to be good. The only one that really didn't work was Iron Fist Season 1. Right. Because even Iron Fist Season 2 was decent. Okay. I was just curious. I, I They seem to be kind of short-lived, and I was just... I'm hearing about all these new shows that might be offshoots of the MCU. I just... I, I wonder... I don't know. The whole overexposure thing. It's like, are we going to reach, like, critical mass with this, and, and, and fans are eventually going to tune out? Or is there enough hard hardcore, like 
nerd comic book fans out there that are actually going to like support these shows. You know, I don't know. I, I don't have the answers. <laughs> I think they will. I think, just I think the there are. We've, yeah, from the support that's been out there for the DC streaming service, and it's been able to sustain three shows, I think, three or four, well, Teen Titans, so four shows. Um, I think it's, you know, there, there's people out there too, plus Disney Plus is Marvel is just one offshoot of that. You're right. Having, like the Star Wars piece of it, you're going to have this pure Disney piece. So I think the numbers will be there. And, and to these shows, I, I don't think they're going to be long. I think they're going to be like six episodes. It's more like a mini series, at least to begin with. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we're, we're not looking at like 13 episodes or. 10 episode seasons it's gonna i think it's gonna be like six and i think they're probably gonna all be one-offs too i don't think that any of them are going to be like you know multi-series uh season series i think as you get these six eight however many episodes and that's it okay okay vehicle to tell a story and not that marvel wasn't you know heavily involved in the netflix shows but this one they're producing it they're streaming it so they're it's complete control right got it got it Oh, about that Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ian, you, you pulled that one right out of my head. Um. <laughs> well, here, anytime we see a woman come on, on screen or enter, have the audacity to enter the superhero arena, uh, it's, it's a problem. It's always a problem. We saw it with Captain Marvel. We saw it with Wonder Woman. Now we're getting it with Batwoman. Let let me just say let me just say it's like look nobody wants no 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 true comic book fans want to see a bad show or a bad movie depicting a comic book character so why people root for women driven or female driven shows and movies to fail is beyond me right that being said this new Batwoman looks it looks bad it looks bad <laughs> like but it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad because it's a woman in a lead role. It looks bad because it's CW. You know, like as as we as we know what they say, CW stands for cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, this this trailer. Okay, you already touched on it. You got all these clowns out here who you know. There were rumblings about uh, Wonder Woman. They were, they were, they really came out against Captain Marvel. And, you know, it was all for naught. But I feel that, like, the CW has handed these people a gift just wrapped in a bow. Like, here you go. <laughs> Everything you can complain about, we're giving it to you in this trailer. Have at it. You know, right. it, it doesn't even seem like the show was written and produced by progressives. It, it feels like it was written and produced by people who think they know what progressives want to see and be entertained by. Right. You know, I, I, I don't have a problem with women superheroes. I don't I don't have a problem with, you know, a lot of what people complain about. Because it's just like, for me, it's like, okay, what's it to you? If some little eight-year-old girl who never reads comic books all of a sudden wants to read comic books because there's a hero in it that looks like her, what's it to you? What's right. it to you? Okay. Right. It's like you can't handle that little bit of change in an imaginary <laughs> world. It's like I can only imagine how you react to progress in the real world. That's the right. point. Yes. That being said, this just doesn't it doesn't look like a good show. It it looks it looks it's it's heavy handed with its progressive things to the point where it's distracting 
And not to mention, like, it just looks, I know I said this, but it just looks bad. The acting looks bad. The production looks bad. Like, like the soundtrack is bad. Like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree, and I don't think... I'm just saying, it's, it's, just, it's such a tragedy, because, like, all these people who complain, it's like, you just, you just gave them the, 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 the perfect gift. Mm-hmm. what's wild about that is that they're not even going to take those arguments that's what's so crazy like if you have legit complaints about a property um whether it's a show a, a book whatever uh, a podcast right yeah i think we suck if there are legit complaints behind it you know most people who are putting in work to to create content generally speaking people are going to be open to constructive criticism right ways that you can improve whatever said product is um and if you got a legit complaint about something like you know what this this casting choice that you made or you know this um this dialogue or whatever whatever the 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 issue is you can have a conversation about that right it's like all right i can see how you feel about that well this is why i made this particular choice and it can it can all be civil right we can agree to disagree if it turns out that way but they're not taking that route because, yes, it looks corny. It is super heavy handed. It is over the top. Um, it does not appeal to me. I don't think it appeals to, you know, really anybody. anybody. <laughs> no, nope. Nobody who really nobody who really like got love for Batwoman like that for real. Like this will appeal to people who, as you said, uh, who may be like baby progressives. Right. They they see that the the superhero genre is kind of taking over entertainment in general and you hear the arguments that you know women are being left behind but not really understanding what's happening it appeals to that group uh batwoman is suffering or is going to suffer from the same type of issues that black lightning does and i tried i tried so hard to like that show y'all i did i wanted to i tried to support it and it it just (laughs) It just ain't it ain't there. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, super heavy handed with the messaging. Black Lightning, man. I don't think Black Lightning got anything on this, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, it's the next level, but it's it's the same. It's They're suffering from the same issues for sure. Like the first <laughs> the first introduction to Black Lightning. Um, and it, not even as a show, just. Oh, we getting pulled over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think part of the problem with Black Lightning is this, right? Like, he starts out, and he's, like, a good guy. What he needs right. to have been is, like, a bad guy to, to begin with, and then he turns into, like, the superhero. So he should be, like, a street tough. And then there you go. A superhero. That's the way that that's with, the formula. Boom. Thug with a heart of gold, right? That's what happens, yeah. And see, that's the thing. Black Lightning as a character um, is super dope. Like, the CW show is very true to the character in that um, he's like, look, this is home. This is what I have to protect. I'm about my family. I'm about my community. Yes, I have these powers, but I'm using it for the greater good. Right. He's not necessarily so quick to run off world and worry about saving the universe he's like nah this is this is home base and this is what i have to protect and they do a really good job with that but just the execution of it is so sloppy and you know not to make this about 
about Black Lightning. It's it's about Batwoman, and that's that's the same thing I see that's gonna happen with that. Mm-hmm. Like it's in your face. Hey, I'm a woman. I'm a superhero. I'm a lesbian. I'm a superhero. See, look at me. Look at me. We're progressive. Don't you see what we're doing? Did I mention I was a woman? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm fierce. This is not Bruce Wayne, though, right? No, this is not Bruce Wayne. This is Kate Kane, Bruce's cousin. Oh, canceled. Okay, never mind. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't pay too much attention to um, the DC shows, and it's so weird because I was riding down the elevator with some guys at work. They work in another company, and they were talking about like the series finale of Gotham. And I, then the guy was like, "Oh, if you like Gotham, then you need should, you should watch this." And I, you know, I piped in. I was like. Like a, um, I don't think anyone should waste their time watching anything on the CW or anything like that. So I think that with Batwoman, I mean, no matter what they do, I don't think that it's gonna be a good product to begin with. I mean, Supergirl started off on what CBS and moved over to CW. Terrible on CBS, didn't bother watching on CW. Legends of Tomorrow, same story. Black Lightning. I mean, I tried watching it one night when I was bored, just have something on in the background and turned it off. So I don't think it's it was it's ever going to be a good thing. And I don't know if the CW just wants like brownie points, like you said, for just trying to be progressive instead of just kind of being insulting all around on all fronts, not just with Batwoman, but Black Lightning and some of the other shows too. I mean, my thing is just make a tell a good story. Um, make sure that the the character, the characters or the worlds that these characters live in reflect the societies that, that they would live in. Right. We live in a multicultural world. We have all types of people um, and people deserve to be represented. But don't cram this down our throats because that's not how the world works. Right. We don't all walk around with signs identifying ourselves as whatever we are. Um, we just exist you know what I mean and and that's kind of how that needs to happen if Kate Kane is a lesbian is a woman is a superhero tell a good story mm-hmm. all this other stuff will be there like it's very clear to all of us that she is a woman when we see her right and even with her expressing that through the voice of the character that can that can naturally happen and it, and it would make sense and it is true to the character for her to uh be very vocal about a female empowerment and, and women doing things like that that is kate kane for sure that makes sense but you don't have to give us you know this uh sesame street level lesson in progress or strong women like we don't know that i guess that's what it what it boils down to me it feels insulting more than anything else um, and I guess it just means that that's not for me, right? This, this, I'm not the audience for that because I don't need these things to be spelled out in in the same way that they're doing. So it's a turnoff for me. But maybe, you know, their audience is is someone who doesn't truly understand how the world works, and maybe they do need it spelled out in that way. Uh, somebody's watching, watching it, right? Though. They keep making these shows. Somebody watching it because ain't nah show getting canceled on CW. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe we're not the intended, updated, seasoned, like, you know, comic book readers. Maybe that's not the intended audience. Maybe maybe it is, like, YA for, you know, a female audience. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why it looks so hokey. 
but i mean that would that would that old argument will hold up for batwoman specifically but these are problems that you know permeate all of the series um maybe maybe arrow might be the exception uh but definitely flash suffers from it uh black lightning as i said for sure um maybe legends of tomorrow not so much um it's it's corny but i don't feel like they're beating you over the head with any messaging with that one oh that's because in the future everything's perfect (laughs) right (laughs) unfortunately i think um the more that we see you know female characters being the lead and things like i think when we get more information about like the black widow movie I'm pretty sure you're going to see the people come out and speak out against it, too, you know? Of course they are. It, it's kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, it's not for you. And like JB was saying, if your criticism isn't, isn't legitimate to the product just because of who they're casting or who the lead is, then you're a superficial piece of crap, basically. If that's the only <laughs> issue you have with a, with it is just the gender of somebody and... Or the fact that it's 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 a woman, right? Like even if you're beefing with a particular actor or actress for a role, like we right. were discussing Robert Pattinson, right? If you have mm-hmm. a problem with him as an actor, have a problem with him right. as an actor. That's legit. Like Ruby Rose is a is not a good actress, so that's another problem. Where they're gift wrapping the the trolls a present with the cast right. of uh, of Batwoman. But right. sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I was done with that. I mean, that's that's a pretty good wrap up on that thought at least and here's the other thing like people people want to rail about the uh the the, the liberal agenda and, and and all of that like with, with these comic book movies and shows or whatever here's the thing like comic books have never shied away from social commentary like the x-men was a mm-hmm. it was direct commentary in the on, on the, the civil rights movement in the 60s so it's like right, right. people who complain about that it's like it just kind of goes to show like how little they really know about the world they claim to represent and the historical context of said social commentary it's like if, yeah. if you don't agree with this perceived agenda it's like don't support the movie i don't like i don't like frat boy humor but like i'm not gonna like pick it every time uh what's the dude's name (laughs) uh the guy from um seth rogan oh Uh, oh, yeah yeah, yeah. james franco i'm not gonna like pick it every james franco movie or like going going rotten tomatoes and just like downvote every every movie before it comes out it's like i'm just not gonna go see it like right it's just I, I just it, these people boggle me, man. They 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 really boggle me. It's just fallen on uh, deaf ears. That's all. Like the message, and and uh, what they're trying to portray, it fell on deaf ears. The only thing they saw was like, oh, this dude who shoots laser beams out his eyes is pretty cool. Like that's that's it. Not the not the significance of like why mutants are hated or why Lex Luthor has an issue with Superman. They're not getting it. Right. And to be fair, you know, it's nobody or I won't say nobody, but people definitely have a right to read into things as they see it. Right. This this whole thing, everything that, that this pod is built on um, is all stuff that's escapism. Right. So sometimes you don't want all of this reality, you know, mixed in with that. So people can be willfully oblivious to what's what's happening there and that's fine that's okay 
you don't have to necessarily get the messaging in it. The problem comes in, as you know, both of you all have stated with the backlash or, you know, the, the tearing down of any of these examples that we've given, you know what I mean? And, and it continues to happen when, like you said, the foundations have always been there. You just opted out at the time. So you can't really complain about it. It's just that now the the issues are a little bit different than they had been in the past. And, and they certainly are including more people in the conversation than maybe who had been included initially. But the issue is still there, right? It's It's about inclusion and making sure that these characters live in a world that looks a lot like the world that the people who are viewing them live in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you can't handle that, man. Like, you got way bigger problems. That's what I'm saying. Like, real life is way harder than that. Way harder than that. You got harder decisions to make than that. And if you, if it's something you ain't feeling, tap out. I tell people that all the time. That has been my go-to argument with, with idiots online. Uh, this is stupid. <laughs> I've seen. Like, man, you don't like it, tap out, bro. You don't like it, tap out. Like, feel free not to go see this, but don't ruin this experience for somebody else. Nobody's forcing right. you to to take this in. And if you really are that salty about it, make your own. Sell it. Sell it to the people who want to hear and see what you got to do. I hope you make a million dollars. You won't get one of mine, but I hope you. I hope you are successful. Because then maybe you'll leave the stuff that I love alone off the soapbox. You know, we normally assign out homework, so you're you're not excluded ah. from this. Uh, what <laughs> what do you recommend for the people to listen to right now? Um, oh man, where to start? <laughs> Currently, I am I am rocking Pete Rock's new album, Return of the SB1200. It's an instrumental album. Um. Okay. I also in my queue. I have not heard it yet, but I have a feeling it's going to be good. Uh, MC by the name of Blue and a producer by the name of Exile just released an EP called True and Living. They have a full length album out as well called Below the Heavens, which is an exceptional, exceptional underground hip hop album, undisputed classic. Feel free to check that out as well. And okay. let me throw in something that. Uh, non-hip-hop. Oh, Weldon Irving. This album called Time Capsule from 1974. Uh, he's a, a jazz keyboardist. Our, our friend, a mutual friend, Rodney, he put me on in that album. Great summertime jazz album, man. Cool. Sounds good. Stop. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you guys got some things to listen to. Oh, oh, and one more. I have to forget this one. People Under the Stairs. They just released their last album. Their producer is calling it quit. It's called Sincerely the P. Some great underground West Coast laid back hip hop. But good stuff, man. Just some good ride music. Awesome. Summer is finally here, hopefully. So thank you for that. Yeah, well, I'll have to check that out too because I'm trying to get through some um, some music on, on my playlist that have been there for, for a while. So thanks. Not a problem. Not a problem. So on my end, what I have for homework is going to be. Uh, just an article. It's an article that I found pretty interesting. You know, I've been trumpeting this uh, milestones media for a while, but uh, there's an, a, a a writer by the name of uh, and and Travis Bryant. Uh, if you go to comicbookdebate.com, he wrote an article uh, about the impact of milestone comics, and 
uh, its revival and whether or not it's something that would be helpful or necessary currently. Um, it's a really, really good history lesson. I would say if you don't know the backstory of the of the uh, of the uh, company, but also it, it gives some pretty good commentary. So I would uh, have that for your homework this week. Read that article. Sweet. And I actually have homework for the people this week. I have. I am shocked. I know, right? I've been taking it so easy on you nerds for a couple episodes, but it's over. Homework time. Easy, though. It's I've discovered this on YouTube. Their algorithms have not failed me. Um, I've come across a YouTuber named Comic Book Girl 19. Some of you guys are probably familiar with her. Um, she's been doing this for years, looks like, and I'm late to the bandwagon. You know, any of you guys who are like, I'm not going to watch YouTube Girl, we just talked about Oh, no, she's so. dope. She's dope. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny. I've seen her. I've seen her heard her on other stuff, but I didn't. I wasn't able to associate it with with this and didn't know that there was a whole channel. But she has a documentary almost It's like a little over an hour. Uh, I think it's two on the X-Men. I mean, she has other content, too, but I, I watched the first volume of the 60s era X-Men and I really, really enjoyed it. So check that out yeah. um it's on youtube it's on her page and you can you know play it in the background if you're you know at your desk and you've caught up with all our episodes and you've caught up with all the episodes for vibes and stuff and then you know check this out too it's gonna be a pop quiz coming for you well we gave you guys an extra extra uh jam pack episode this week we hope you appreciate it thanks again uh to ian from vibes and stuff for stopping by we definitely appreciate that Mm-hmm. friend of the podcast man but it was a pleasure being on the show man both you guys i tune in on every episode keep up the good work bringing those good discussions man and um yeah it's, it's definitely been a pleasure man yeah, we appreciate you coming in thank you much thank you much and i think you brought a, a lot of perspective uh to the show that the the, the people will definitely appreciate man yes. I, I appreciate that i appreciate that as always uh, we appreciate you all as well for tuning in each episode. Uh, without you all, we can't do what we do. So thank you for tuning in. And also, you can find us on social networks. You can find us on Instagram at views from the back of the class underscore pod. You can uh, email us at viewspod at gmail dot com. And you know what? You can even call us. I'll give you a number. It is three one two five two one zero five two seven. You can shoot us a text or call us or leave a voicemail and we're still figuring out the twitter stuff so we'll get that out there as soon as we have it but until next time class dismissed cut the check